0: Hello and welcome to the Growing Up vs. Growing Old podcast. My name is CJ Lindsay and I am not only your host, but also the author of Growing Up vs. Growing Old, a battle only a superhero can win. If you're listening to this, the chances are you have already read or at least heard of my book, but if you haven't, that's perfectly okay because that's what this podcast is for. Essentially, I wrote a book uh, and released it a couple of years ago and have been considering doing an audio version of it, like an audio book, but uh, I never really wanted to. Uh, And it never really felt right, Uh, mostly because I didn't really care to charge people for it. Also, it's really hard to do an audiobook. Um, But I have made a few podcasts in my day, so I decided to do this instead. So consider this essentially the director's cut of the growing up versus growing old audiobook. I'm going to casually read the book as a slightly less professional audiobook. And occasionally, uh, I'll want to share a little something extra. Because I'm not only passionate about the subject, but I'm also a bit of a talker. So, hopefully, you enjoy listening. So, to make sure that you don't get confused about whether I'm reading the book or if I'm just giving my little side comments, every time I'm reading, you'll hear this sound. And if you're interrupted by this sound, that means that I have a little something extra to say. So... Hopefully, it's easy enough to follow along. This is uh, an experiment, and I'm happier along with me on the ride, uh, and hopefully it's worth listening to. So, without further ado, this is Growing Up versus Growing Old, a battle only a superhero can win. Growing Up versus Growing Old A Battle Only a Superhero Can Win, by C.J. Lindsay. Most people don't grow up. Most people age. They find parking spaces, honor their credit cards, get married, have children, and call that maturity. What that is, is aging. Maya Angelou. Chapter One, Proudly a Man-Child. Superman, a symbol of hope perfect example of what it means to be good. He's big, fast, strong, and loves humanity unconditionally. He knows that our flaws make us human and give us so much potential. He personifies the best parts of what it means to be human. As a dark-haired little boy who looked strikingly similar to a small Clark Kent, I knew that being Superman was everything. I'd wrap a red towel around my neck and run around with a fist stretched forward, ready to protect those around me. Suddenly, Doomsday would appear. A giant alien as indestructible as myself had come to Earth with one goal, to hurt my family and me. He had been bred to hate me, to despise everything I was, but as long as I had a breath in my body, I would fight and protect those I love, which is everyone because that's what Jesus says to do. The monster would throw me around the, li- the family room with a reckless abandon, somehow making me land perfectly on the couch cushions i'd stare as intently as i could towards my invisible foe as lasers would catapult him in my mind's eyes boom slap kapow punch kick ice breath super speed i would throw everything i had at the evil beast but he would just keep coming i would take hit after hit bloody and battered i would get hit so hard i couldn't find the strength to get back up Hearing screams in the background as the monster ravaged through the town, I realized I was humanity's last hope. I alone had the power to stop him. I mustered any strength I had left and slowly got to my feet, stammering, He. Will. Not. Win. I looked at my loved ones, watching from the sidelines. Their eyes were full of fear. I must protect them, I think. With all my might, I flew at the ultimate villain as as fast as my super speed could let me and punched him so hard that he simply broke into a million different pieces. I did it. I saved the world. I thought to myself as I fell onto the beanbag to sit my caprice on and watch Superman, the animated series. The commercials were finally over. I have countless memories like this. They are some of my childhood's simplest and most pure memories, my imagination running wild as I pretended to be the Man of Steel. But that's the funny thing about playing Make-Believe, superheroes, and Capri Sun. They're for kids. As time went on, I pretended to fly around, save people, and battle supervillains less and less often. Not because I didn't want to be Superman anymore, but because I, quote, grew out of it. As I got older, I discovered that comics weren't cool. Playing pretend became taboo and immature. The whole idea of childlike fun and unfiltered imagination became something to leave behind. And with that, the many beautiful qualities of a child mature into a responsible adult. I am happy and satisfied to say that I am adult enough to realize that's a bunch of crap. After many years of planting my feet firmly in reality, I realized the world is a lot like Doomsday. It tries to beat the child out of each one of us. The wonder, the fun, the make-believe, excitement, enthusiasm, everything that makes uh, kids, kids. They wake up and jump right out of bed, ready to play and explore a new day. So, when did the excitement turn into dread for another day of school or work? When did Hi My Name Is turn into Mondays, am I right? And worst of all, when did hope become naivety? We grow up with so much enthusiasm for life until the villains of the world beat us down. We give up trying to be Superman and we convince ourselves that we are better off. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are not better off and that you don't need to leave behind all the things that make you childlike in order to grow up. I hope to redefine how you see maturity and make it easier for you to find happiness and satisfaction as you grow older. It is possible to be a fully functioning, responsible, respectable adult while playing like a kid, dreaming like a kid, and loving like a kid. That's what this is all about using the wisdom of age to frame the hope of youth. I am a fully realized adult. I am successful in my professional career in entertainment. I am an expert in kids and family content and am studied in media psychology. I have been happily married for over a decade. I have a 401k, mini IRAs, and know that Abitta stands for Earnings Before Interest, Tax, Depreciation, and Amortization. I have fully invested in the boring and the monotonous. I have been the guy with the cargo shorts at Home Depot on a Saturday morning. I've hosted barbecues where I stood at the grill talking to my dad friends about the game on Sunday. And yes, occasionally I will wear socks with Velcro sandals. Alright, okay, maybe not that one. But I have hated Mondays and worked for the weekend. I believe I measure up in any metric of adulthood you can think of. But there is more to me. I also play make-believe. I love cartoons and superheroes, I love playing board games with anyone and will make a massive sidewalk chalk, I like blowing bubbles, climbing on jungle gyms, playing with my friends every chance I get, and I still have to keep myself from throwing giant sized tantrums when I lose. I'll procrastinate if I'm having a great time and sometimes forget to do my homework. I just call it work now, but you get the idea. Occasionally, I'll play so hard that I hurt myself. I have countless action figures and figurines. I put stickers on my notebooks and computers, and no matter how old I get, I will always wear something that represents a character I love. You see, I am a grown-ass man-child. Growing up, I noticed a trend in how my father would speak on the phone when he was working. At 10 years old, I realized that an adult's default form of conversation is to complain. I saw this trend with nearly every adult in my life. Mondays, am I right? Same shit every day. If you ain't crying, you ain't trying. I heard these things everywhere, and as a child, I never understood them. Mondays, am I right? Yes, you are indeed correct in your observation of the day of the week. So? same shit, different day, then change the shit. You are responsible for that. Why are you just dealing with it? If you ain't crying, you ain't trying. What? I try things all the time. If I cried about it, I'd get nothing done. None of it made any sense to me. It it wasn't until I was an adult that I understood why this was the default for other, quote, grownups. In short, it's because the world can suck. This world is full of disappointment. As an adult, I have to do things I don't want to do every single day. I have to speak with difficult people, eat stuff I don't like, write emails I don't care about, do chores I never enjoyed doing, and as happy as my marriage has made me, relationships are complicated. Doing all of this day after day after day starts to take a toll on you. It's this monotony that chisels away at what most people's childlike attributes are. Have you ever seen the movie Captain America Civil War? If not, it's about one man who carefully orchestrates a series of events which, over time, start to chip away at the delicate relationships among the Avengers. Little things over an extended time create rifts between them that eventually destroy their mutual trust. That one man is Zemo, and this is how I view adulthood. The monotony of everyday life is what I call Zemo. Slowly, but surely, our relationships with childlike activities and mentalities deteriorate until they are gone. Then we start to develop mentalities to help us deal with Zemo, that everyday life of being an adult. Mentalities like cynicism ensure your relationship with your inner child will remain damaged. It took years, but eventually I found myself saying things like, Monday, am I right? And I hated myself for it, so I made a pact early in my adult life. I committed to always remember the first time. First time of what, you ask? The first time of everything. Because the first time you do something is when we all, even adults, feel the most childlike. If it's a new opportunity, it's excellent. It's fresh and exciting, but kind of scary, full of hope and optimism. If it's a new trial, you are challenged and learn and grow quickly. You have to push through the unknown and overcome obstacles. You have to open your mind and be meek and childlike. Suppose you remember the first time you do anything significant and train your mind to remember those feelings and place yourself back in that moment. In that case, you will never lose the hope. Instead, you will be able to revive that optimism at a moment's notice. Let me give you an example. At the age of 25, still in college, I got a job at Warner Brothers, working for DC Comics. If you couldn't tell from my opening story of my imagination, this meant everything to me. As a man that dreamed of working for an entertainment company, WB was among the top places I wanted to work. As a dedicated Superman fan, there was no brand I was more passionate about than DC. So on my first day, I decided to walk around the Warner Brothers back lot, the largest lot of studios in the world, at least at the time. Studios, sound stages, props, archives, cars, shops, so many cool things, I was there. This was it. I had moved to LA to work for a studio, and there I was at one of the most renowned studios in history. People were bustling, the weather was perfect, there was the smell of sawdust in the air from this prop master's. I could even see the water tower from my office. And to top it all off, I got to work with characters like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Are you kidding? It was an absolute dream. Then I went to work on my second day. Then my fifth. Then my fifteenth. Then my hundred and fifteenth day. I remember by the time I went to go see the Aquaman movie, I had been reading, watching, and breathing Aquaman for months. By the time I actually sat in the theater to watch the movie, I was so sick of seeing that Trident that I was not a fan. Me? Me? Not a fan of a superhero movie? What was happening? Suddenly, I worked there for a year, and I barely even noticed the water tower. When I went to the back lot, I was there to get lunch. I didn't even notice the weather. The smell of sawdust almost bothered me. And to top it all off, I had to read another comic or watch another superhero battle. Before I knew it, I was on the elevator saying, Mondays, am I right? To a complete stranger how absurd. Nothing around me changed. What changed was me. My attitude was different. It was my ability to remove the magic from any situation. Zemo had gotten to me, and suddenly my relationship with the wonder and hope of my inner child was strained. But that's the thing about becoming aware of something. It means you can change it. If I could remove the magic, it also meant I could bring it back." So one day when I woke up, I decided I would remember the first time. Every morning and every day I was honored to be one of the few that got to walk the WB back lot. I was humbled that someone trusted me to work with characters that had so much impact on the world. I was in disbelief that this was my life. How freaking cool. People come from miles away to see the water tower I could see out of my window. This simple but sometimes tricky change of attitude completely altered the way I saw my life. The things were new to me, again. This is one way that holding on to what makes me a big kid has changed my life for the better. My life is forever full of wonder, joy, optimism, curiosity, adventure, laughter, learning, and most of all, hope. I just wish I'd never let go of my childlike qualities in the first place. That's why I'm writing this book, to help you see that even though you have to grow old, growing up is overrated. I hope to be as transparent and vulnerable as possible in this book. I am only 31 years old when writing this. I'm now 32. That's uh, ancient to some and just a child to many more, but either way, I feel as though I've learned some new things I wish that I had known when I was making decisions for my future. So I thought I might try to put it down on paper and see if I can help some of you out. It's a big world out there with thoughts, ideas, religions, truths, and mysteries that can make even the most thoughtful young person question their own reality. Top that off with a culture that seems to put more stock in the extreme, and I fear its effect on young minds. As a man who works in kids and family content and is currently studying media psychology, I've noticed some trends that I hope to help young people avoid. As you read, you'll get to know me a little bit, probably judge me, and maybe even come to like me. But the hope is that you understand that you are an individual with a unique perspective on the world. And that perspective is crucial to share with others. As I have focused on maintaining this relationship with the childlike qualities I've had as a kid, I have come across two important tools. Number one, never forget what things you loved to do as a kid. What were you drawn to at a young age that can help you connect with that, those activities that make you happy as you grow older? It can help reveal what you look forward to about life, what excites you, what scares you, what your interests lie. 2. Discover the lens through which you see the world. Keeping that connection with your inner child makes it easier to remember how you viewed the world before outside influences convinced you otherwise. As a kid, what about growing up did you look forward to? How did you make sense of the world around you? How did you learn? What emotions do you remember feeling strongly? This is the lens through which you saw the world as a kid. For example, when I was young, I saw the world through the lens of superheroes. They helped me understand people, trials, victories, frustration, anger, truth, justice, and so much more. I can remember how I saw the world by never letting go of what I loved to do as a kid. By remembering that, it's easy for me to hold on to the hope, optimism, and joy that a child's perspective can bring. My hope is that I can help you see that being true to who you are and have always been will bring you happiness and success. The way you love, the way you live, it's all specific to you and the world needs it. The world needs you the way that you are right now. As you gain more and more understanding about how the world works, it starts to change you, for better and for worse. My hope is to inspire you to hold on to the things that make you uniquely you.